0: all right yes indeed here we are again another episode of the single obsolete and dangerous podcast A podcast where black folk and white people can come together and talk about the shit that they think, speak, and act when it comes to white people, white supremacy, and racism, but in a constructive manner. So so today, I had the honor of touching base with a very good brother of mine who is, I mean, he's he's my G.O.D. in this right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I was just expressing to him how I am... I've come to the exception that I'm, I'm part of journal, the journalistic uh, craft now. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm podcasting, I'm podcasting, and something that you said, man, if you're asking questions, you're a journalist, and you're right. You're on the right. spectrum. spectrum. I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> so, since, and so since you were G.O.D., and you yeah. go all the way back, I mean, back f- more than 15 years, about as old as your son, actually. Yeah. You have your oldest son. So yeah. uh, we have B-Mock, the infamous, yeah. MS MSNBC panelist was just on NPR this week. Uh, City Lab contributor yeah. works with the Atlantic. Um, man, I'm so glad you're here, brother. Yeah, thanks, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Can you just express some things that you got coming up? My platform is your platform. If you need to kind of just bump and pull, po- uh, you know, just show what you yeah. got going on. And, uh, you know, put some put some dates out there. Anything you got going on, please. My,
1: my, uh, my platform's your platform. It's funny, I don't really have a lot. <laughs> okay. Up, um, okay, Mainly because, I mean, the major event uh, that's coming up in my life is I'm about to have back surgery. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, like, right after the Lower gym, lumbar or upper? Lower. Lower, okay. Yeah, I got herniated disc in my back. So, okay. they do and this has been, I let this fester for way too long. Basketball so. injury? I'm embarrassed. I wish I had, like, a cool story, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, to say, but nah, it's just, it's just wear and tear, you know wow. what I mean? Sitting in bad posture and position. I mean, okay. and also, yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I play basketball right. with my son, and so I'm, I, there's a bunch of things. But anyway, because of that, like, I actually just dropped, like, a major thing that I had been working on, like, all year, um, right? It was an election day story. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you want me to talk about that. No, please, that, but, please. Uh, listen, yeah. My platform's your
0: platform. Please. Yeah. When so, we get into it, I want you to do your thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I just dropped this pretty lengthy story about this city called Stockbridge, Georgia. Um, this is in Metro Atlanta, like mm-hmm. about 20 miles south of Atlanta. So. Yes, sir. This is a city. I mean, like this is where, like, um, in Black Panther, you know, when uh, when Black Panthers fighting Killmonger right. on the on the. Uh, and the, with train. the waterfall, oh, joint. the waterfall. No, yeah. the water. So all of those scenes, uh-huh. you know, they were all filmed in in the city, Stockbridge, uh, Stranger Things, The Walking Dead. I mean, it's called like Hollywood South, right? Because it's just like this is where all like that's not that's not the Tyler Perry studio, is it? Tyler Perry does he has some studios down there, okay. yeah, but his his is actually like in Atlanta. Okay, so. got it. But um, but yeah, so this this is a city. It's called Stockbridge. It's about 100 years old. They just elected their first black mayor. Just elected their first like all black city council, right? So this is a black city, right? Mm. But there's this part of it. It's a neighborhood called Eagles Landing, and it's like where like a bunch of like really wealthy white people live. I mean, in fact, like the the major thing in there is like this big country club. It's Not all white people. This mm-hmm. is where T.I. lives. This mm-hmm. Is where Waka Flocka. Lives mm. Chris Tucker, like so. It's like white people. Heinz Ward lives in it. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 just a really wealthy neighborhood. Anyway, in response to the city Stockbridge, you know, finally having like Black mayor, Black city council, plus it has a majority Black population now. This white neighborhood decides like they want to basically succeed, succeed, secede, annex themselves off of the (laughs) annex from the city, right? But not only that, but but also take like half of the city of Stockbridge with them, like mainly like this commercial quarter, like basically the all the commercial property of Stockbridge. They were just gonna take it off. You Know so I went, I, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's 2018,
0: right? 2018, man. They try to join, man, just uh, segregation,
1: that's what I'm saying. And, and like, they got it, you know, this, this they had the state behind them, the governor behind them. So, I went down there to go report on this, and there was a vote, you know, that you know, that happened on election day. You know, they it was a ballot referendum vote, right? So, my story was about that. That was a huge thing just because it's you know, I had like a whole series on it, mm. but all to say, like. That was like my last thing for 2018 because I know I got the surgery coming up. And okay. I'm taking all December off. Okay. Um, and then I got some other stuff coming, family stuff coming up. So I'm glad I got when, my when hands is, when it. Is this When this, does Listen, this air? This is going to air
0: before you get home.
1: Oh, okay. So I can't talk about the family stuff quite yet. But okay. Yeah. This so is going anyway. Air. I need to some gonna air off Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. This is going to air before yeah. you get so home. Yeah. So that was a lot of words to say that basically I ain't gonna be doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's nah. nah, cool. Yeah. I
0: like that. Uh, what's the name of that article? Where can they find
1: that? Uh, the article is what's called the, uh, "The Strangest Form of White Flight." Wow. Because it's you know it's yes. it, it is white flight, but they're yes. not you know in the in the back in the day. It
0: was based on the the black move, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. When well, yeah, yeah. they would move, right? A City right. like Atlanta, right. the city would become black, and white people who lived in the city, they were like, "Oh fuck that!" So they moved right to the suburbs in the north. White's but light. in 2018, same thing, right? Stockbridge becomes black, but instead of moving, they want <laughs> They're just like, you know, what? we ain't going nowhere. We're just gonna stay here. <laughs> we're gonna start our own city, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna um. And by the way, we're going to take half of your city with us. So, if, so that's why it's called The Strangest Form of Yay. White Flight. Um, and yeah, you can see it at CityLab.com. Mm. Read it at CityLab.com. Please read it. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy story.
0: I liked, yeah, I,
1: yeah.
0: I, I, I'm on it. Matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link to that article in the uh, description of this podcast. Please do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to put that down. Okay. Okay, so let's get started. We will not yeah. waste no time. We won't go all over the place, but okay. we will get started. All right, here we go. <laughs> First question: uh-huh. Are you white or non-white?
1: Oh my God, I would never describe myself in in white in white terminology. So in, in terms of my proximity to to whiteness, I mean I'm black.
0: Right. So that means you would be. That means you're not. You're non-white.
1: I don't subscribe to that term. But okay. I mean, if I had to pick between white and non-white, that's yeah. what I'm,
0: yeah, that's what I'm presenting. Yeah. Non-white. You're non white. Okay. Does the system of white supremacy, which is mm-hmm. racism, does it exist? Of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What have been, third question, what have been some of the things that you have learned to navigate that has helped you navigate through the system on which you're not classified as white? What are some things that have helped you Mm -hmm. to get to this point, that have helped you navigate some things that have really helped you because you're not classified as white in a system of white supremacy?
1: Mm -hmm. How old are you now? I'll be 41 next week. So
0: 41 years. You made Mm -hmm. it to 41 years today. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that have helped you get through that not being classified as white in a system of white supremacy?
1: So what are some things that have helped me cope? No, navigate.
0: Navigate.
1: Just navigating life. Navigating the system as a
0: non-white person. Not Mm. coping, but it helped you navigate. Mm -hmm. When I'm saying navigate, because because you are not classified as white, Mm -hmm. and because you've already expressed that the system of white supremacy exists, Mm -hmm. then obviously you're a conundrum. Because Mm -hmm. how are you here? What have you done? Not cope, but what have you done to navigate through that? Mm. Because the system is still in existence. Right. right and that right. system that's in existence is gonna mistreat and subjugate you for not being white. Right. And for some reason you're here right now talking with me. Right. So right, right. I have to ask you, yeah. what have you done <laughs> to help navigate through that? What's 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 that helped
1: you? Hmm. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of answers to that. I I can't say well let me say a lot of luck. <laughs> A lot of luck. Chance, okay. A lot of grace. Wow. Um, when you say grace, are you referring spiritual. to like spiritual yeah, okay? Not um not, not anybody uh but yeah, I mean but I can say, I mean, grace. You know, there are things that have happened like I could be in jail, you know, I got grace from a judge a couple of times. Mm. <laughs> to, you know, so we can say um too. So spiritual grace, um I would also say, sorry, cutting this off. Okay. Um, hmm. I also, um, I think also, I think a a a a certain kind of grounding that came from my family. Um, like my, my my I was very much raised not to believe that I have any limitations on me, despite being black, you know? Mm. Um, so it, it was never, I didn't grow up in a way, my parents didn't raise me in a way to say like, look, because you're black, you ain't gonna be able to do this, 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 or this. They raised me as if anything was possible, and that was the kind of thing that was embedded in my head. Mm. Um, you know, I grew up in a black community, grew up in a, in a black church, very much raised by a black church. So my r- growing up in a black church, that also was, um, it was formulative in the, in, the, in the fact of the manner of it, it taught me not to not to uh, my, my self-esteem, right, my confidence uh, or my will or initiative was not predicated on what I would or wouldn't be able to do uh, racially you know, because of racial limitations, or because of any kind of social limitations. I so,
0: want to ask you something. Yeah, yeah. Were the racial limitations in existence? Yeah,
1: Why? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. It's more despite. Yeah.
0: So, because they were, no one specifically told you mm-hmm. about them.
1: Oh, there were definitely people who told me about them. I was definitely aware of them, okay. but it was but it wasn't part of my upbringing. Why not? My specific upbringing. I don't. That's just, that's not how my parents, Yeah. I mean, my parents definitely had their own limitations um, growing up as, you know, as black right. people and even like living in the world. But it, it just, what, that wasn't something that they did or said.
0: We're similar um, in age. You yeah. know, one conversation that I have to have with my 11 year old son now uh, that my dad never had is the conversation about dealing with police. Yeah. Even though it was there, but it wasn't to the point it was prevalent to where children that were my age being killed. Right. As they are now. Right. You know, I didn't get that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely. It, so what I'm seeing and correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's there, but there was no specificity about being specific on dealing with white supremacy right. or the reflections of the system, of white supremacy. So what I need you to do is just you don't have no limitations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Was there any point in time that as you grew up, and you got onto your own or when you became a father that you realized that there was some actual limitations because of your race that you were not prepared for because you had been you had been taught to believe that you didn't have any even though there were some that were
1: yeah yeah i mean again i was always aware like even outside of how my parents brought me up like i was always aware that there were racial limitations or that there might be racial limitations out there because of racism and white supremacy. Um, I would say though, that it really hit me though, when I came here. Where's to this? Pitt, to to you where's When I Pittsburgh? became a student of Wow, Pitt because, um, speak. I mean, actually no, um, no, it didn't hit me when I, it, it hit me in high school. So wow. I went to public schools, they were all black schools. I mean like, you know, 95, 90, percent black you right. know what i mean but there were there was like a two-year three-year three-year period where i went to catholic schools my parents took me out public school i wasn't doing good and like where i lived in harrisburg pennsylvania mm-hmm. that was the only other option there were no charter schools or montessori or whatever these other schools are called gotcha. so, I, so I, I spent like two or three years in catholic school that was like a Really interesting experience because that's because that's when it, mm. it really is thrown smack in your face You know the racism the white supremacy like Where your role is in a certain kind of social hierarchy, you know, not just in the school, but in society and wow. even even religion wise right you have look I'm coming out of a black church where All we celebrate in is black religiosity and blackness is like central to everything that we're learning and celebrating and then you go then i'm in this catholic school mm. where there's like no blackness. you know what i mean like they're really and there's a sincere deification of these white people who are you know they're they're these saints these patron saints and then even like these living quasi-deified people like these bishops and whatever you know Pumps i don't know what, what the, yeah right, 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 right. you know so for me coming out of a black baptist church and i'm in this i'm just like yeah, these people take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> and they, like, they really think they're God. Like, you know? and, it it and it was crazy. No, but, uh, so you yeah. didn't see
0: that with the black church.
1: You didn't see that we were, we were deifying ourselves so much, huh? But it was normal, though. That's what I'm saying. Like I, mm. I can look back at it now, and but, I can see... I, I don't know. like Because in the black Baptist church... We don't get to deifying. We don't have saints. Yeah, we don't we do know. Yeah, It's like, Jesus, uh, and yeah. Jesus and Jesus. Yeah. And it no don't matter what Jesus' color is. Because Jesus is yeah, Jesus. Yeah, well, it was black Jesus in my church. <laughs> he was black and, with uh, the dreadlocks. The black Jesus with the dreads. Yeah, or yeah, the oh. Afro. Oh. You, know, you know what I <laughs> Okay, I respect, respect. So, it, it was, you know, we wasn't five percenters. They wasn't telling yeah. us, like, you God, you know. Right, right, right. But But at the same time, I'm growing up with hip-hop, where I am mm-hmm. also learning I am God. So, yeah, it, yeah. There's my there's my spiritual upbringing in the church and then there's like kind of my spiritual upbringing through hip-hop man that's a big piece yeah uh, while i was never five percenter, like if you listen to hip-hop in early 90s i didn't
0: even realize how much rhetoric and slang especially new york slang coming from new york new jersey area five percenter information is you know what i'm saying so there would be times when i would interact with some five percenters and they would think like, right. you know, I, I didn't did not the 120, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm from the Bronx. You were really just quoting like, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, know No, good. I ain't do the it, but yeah. I, I didn't realize that that's what they were doing you know that that, they, that you know when wu-tang was talking when rakim was talking a little kane. bit of jay a little bit of Nas, like yeah. nas heavy Ka- yeah. they all got that in there and yeah. i'm like
1: oh so now it's funny that you say because i didn't know like, that at first either right, you know i'm listening right. to kane and rakim and they uh-huh. just you know talking about knowledge boy i just thought it sounded dope you know <laughs> right, I mean? right 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 uh, um but now nah, you know where i lived in harrisburg <laughs> it was one of those places where like New York dudes came down to you know do their business, mm. but, and some of them was five percent. I remember when it was actually told to me. I, I think I might have been like yeah. spitting a brand new being mm-hmm. verse, and then like one dude pulled me aside, like, "Yo, what? what, what you know, you got knowledge yourself?" And I'm like. I guess, I don't know, you know, they had to really break it down, right, I was right, like, right, oh, right, okay, right, I see right, this right. is something serious, something
0: is so, Okay, but, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, I mean, with that, uh-huh. so I'm in a Catholic school and then I see that, like, you know, not only do are white people deifying themselves, but they got, like, a whole infrastructure deification, you know mm. what I mean, and, like, and you as a black, non-Catholic person in their property, like, you don't really, you don't really have a place, so, you know, they're sitting there telling me that they're God and I'm just sitting there like nah I'm God you know what I mean and it's just you know. Question. Yeah.
0: Had your parents had an understanding about racism, white supremacy, mm-hmm. do you think they would have picked that school to send you to? If they understood it. They, de- they
1: definitely understood it. They definitely Did they? It. Yeah. My, I grew up in a house full of books. My dad had right. like every every book you can think of. So it was uh, explicit
0: then. It wasn't it was implicit. Explicit.
1: It was very, very explicit. explicit. Yeah, so yeah.
0: even in all that explicit you never asked why are you sending me here?
1: I know why they sent me there. It was just <laughs> they something... Said, they sent me there because um, I wasn't doing good in the public school, the public school system. And uh, they expected different results from me. And they gave this a try. They didn't go in saying like, oh, well, you're going to go to this Catholic school and you're going to come out a better student. I didn't. I got kicked out of the Catholic schools and ended up back in the public schools. Wow. But I think it was like Let's try something different. And there was other stuff going on with the school system, right, know, right, right, know, right, So, hmm. but we was definitely aware of it. I mean, we had—I had my dad had all of Malcolm X's books. So, the, did you?
0: Uh, there's something okay. in the podcast we had talked about. Uh, something was known as code switching, right? Yeah. And I had—I uh, had always expressed, according to the podcast, yeah, code switching is really like there's no need to code switch. Mm -hmm. Because when you're saying code switching, you're saying you're acting white, right? But I I, I give the Mm -hmm. definition because I define what it means to act white. Mm -hmm. Acting white is thinking, speaking, acting towards anything that supports the system of white supremacy.
2: Mm.
0: That's acting white. Because being classified as white... Mm-hmm. is to practice racism. There's mm-hmm. no other reason for a human being to call themselves white they than they intend on practicing absolutely. That's racism. Absolutely true. So right. if you're acting white, that mm-hmm. means that everything that you're thinking, speaking, and acting is to support the system of white supremacy. Right. So this is a very real thing because then now, as it relates to the logic, Someone who is not white cannot be racist because the only thing qualifications to, for you to be racist is to be white. But black folks can act white all the time. So I tell them: mm. black folks cannot be racist, but they can act white. Mm. It's a very it's a big and there's a very specific distinction. Black folk cannot be racist because you have to be white to be racist, mm. but you can act white. Mm. So when anyone is talking about, man, black folks are racist, I'm like, no, black folks are just acting white. And I always, I always chime that. They're like, what are you, not, what, no, you mean talking right? No, I'm not talking, no, believe it or not, talking right is not acting white. Right. Why? Because if you speak specific and you speak straightforward and you use proper diction, right. it has been historic, historically recorded. White people speak with a forked tongue. Right, we've never them
1: as the default of normal. And, and, anything, and normalcy, really. right. right? And
0: then in actuality, white people have always talked half, half, half as say one thing, mean another. Right. talk to the Native Americans; they speak with the forked tongue. Right. So when you have proper diction, right. and you speak, and you say what you mean, and mean what you say. Right. That's actually not
1: what white people do. Uh, yeah, I never. Yeah, I never subscribe to that. Yeah, in white you know what I'm saying. But the in, the, that, in that way, right? Context, so, yeah.
0: so in that in that piece, there it is 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 pertinent, mm-hmm. and it has to see that right. in these experiences, mm-hmm. right? Do you right now have any white friends or white allies, right now?
1: I have white friends. Um, and depending on you know how we.
0: If you need seven hundred dollars cash, is there a white person you can pull your phone out and call them and they say, "I got you, B. Here's seven hundred dollars cash."
1: <laughs> I, I must not have no friends. <laughs>
2: I'm,
1: not, I'm, I mean, talking, I'm, I'm talking about don't white don't people. Know, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know that I'm close enough to any white person. I mean, when I think of friends, I'm thinking I have a very specific context, and I don't think. I or a white, white ally. How about a white ally? I don't even really know what ally means, but, um, mm. but uh, what does that mean? What's a white ally? A white ally in the system
0: uh, of, I'm glad you're asking. A yeah. white ally in the system of white supremacy yeah. is a white person who knows that white supremacy exists,
2: mm-hmm. that
0: they have power,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not privilege, that they have power, and mm-hmm. they can leverage the power that they have for being white to assist and help you when you most need it. Mm. That is a white ally.
1: Okay. I would say I have a few of those. So you have a white I guy. I know this is I know that I'm white, yeah. yeah.
0: So you have some white al- Yeah. I appreciate that yeah. you have some white mm-hmm. allies. Mm-hmm. You and you can call them friend if you don't. Reason mm-hmm. why. In the system of white supremacy, if we really look, it is not it's not it's not a fantasy. This is very real. Yeah, yeah. And if white people are classified as white, it puts them in a position of power. Not that they have intrinsic power, right. but they have a position of power. Right. It would be logical if I am not white mm-hmm. and I do need help. Mm-hmm. The one person or being who has access to the help would be white and they would use that to help me. Because mm-hmm. while I was in existence, we need their allies. And I, and I think mm-hmm. this is where it kind of gets a little like, come on, we don't need white people for now. And I was like, listen, we, the day we don't need white people for anything is the day that racism doesn't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. But if
0: they are in a position of power and racism exists, mm-hmm. you're gonna need a couple white people that you can count on, man. Mm-hmm. And you and some people have a hard time even accepting that scene. You know what I'm saying?
1: And that is rough. I think rhetorically people have a hard time with that, but I think in reality, mm, if it sits in, yeah, yeah, and it, you can't. I don't. It's it's hard for me to believe in 2018 that you can navigate through society without having some. Reliance Some reliance Some dependency Some Access to whiteness You know Yeah
0: Wow I like how you said that Say that Say that that again Say that again
1: It's hard for me to believe In 2018 That anybody Can have Can say that they Navigate through society Without some level Of reliance Dependency Or access to whiteness If we're honest
0: I like how you You said whiteness And that is Mm -hmm. Powerful Mm-hmm. you're right you're absolutely right it's whiteness um another part of the question to follow up and I want you to hear this and I'll, I'll say the question again mm-hmm. is there anything in your possession mm-hmm. or that you've accomplished mm-hmm. that was not given to you or allowed for you to have by a white person and/ or white people directly or indirectly
1: is there anything
0: is there anything in your possession mm-hmm. materialized? Mm-hmm. Or that you've accomplished mm-hmm. that was not given to you, mm-hmm. or allowed for you to have by a white person and/or white people, directly or indirectly.
1: There's a lot that I have <laughs> in my possession um, that has not come from a white person. No, no, the opposite. So, no, so, so, what I'm asking, come, so I'm it, asking, I mean, is there
0: anything that you have that has not come?
1: Has not come.
0: Yes. From a white person and or white people, directly or indirectly, whether it's something that you've accomplished or something mm-hmm. that you materially you have and materialized that you have in your possession.
1: Um, I mean, in the abstract, I mean, my life, <laughs> um, you know, as a person born to black people, you know,
0: have you ever been in a situation where white people could have taken your life? Yeah. Well, then that means they have allowed you to live. Good brother.
1: Right. They didn't give birth to me. But, get, but, but, you're, but I see what you're saying. Yes. Yes, I see what you're saying. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to think a lot about that. Um, I have to think a lot about that. Um, I mean, a lot of the things that I possess were purchased from <laughs> white people. I don't know if that's giving. If you even, even pull it back,
0: how about mm-hmm. your children? Okay. Could you hmm. say that your children. It's something that was not given to you or allowed for you to have by a white person and or white people?
1: Um, These are deep questions, man. I mean... Subsequently, so you know, so birth- got I birth, Justice I gave birth to my son yeah. from a black woman, but, Red. you know, there were there were white doctors in there. Talk about it. They helped deliver. Exactly. Talk about it. Yeah, so they were a part of it, yeah. Do
0: you know yeah. you know what a uh, non-white person, you know what they're known as when everything that they have in material possession or anything that they accomplish comes from a white person that are white people? You know what they're known as? What? Well, Slaves. When we, yep, were on the, when we were on the plantation, mm-hmm. everything was provided. It may have not been, it may have been subpar. Mm-hmm. They provided us clothes, but it may have been rags, but mm-hmm. They were close. They may have provided us food, it may have been the chitlins, in mm-hmm. the, but it was food. Right. They provided us a language, it wasn't our language, they even gave us, they name, gave us their names, they right. even gave us names. Mm-hmm. Right. In 2018, mm-hmm. you see how the constants are still the same, right. we may not be on the plantation, but everything around us is letting us know that we're still on there. The plantation has an extended.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and probably better than nowhere else in the United States. If worldwide, you, if you're not white, you know, yeah, it's definitely worldwide. But worldwide. you know, but you know, a lot of our realities as non-white people is unfortunately defined by our proximity to whiteness. I mean, which is essentially. What do you That's mean these, when you say
0: proximity to whiteness? What do you mean?
1: I, you know, I hesitate to give white people a hundred percent of the of the credit for everything but, but there's always some proximity to it
0: when you say why don't you want to give them 100 percent?
1: so i gave birth to my i conceived my son that that biological you know uh process was something that happened between me and another black person now in terms of him coming into the world there was a proximity to whiteness there was a there was a doctor they used a, a a science in a in a medical um, practice that it was not necessarily native to non white people. You right. know, like we didn't we didn't go through a African you know, like right. birth giving right. uh, situation we were at McGee hospital. Right. So so there's a proximity. Mm. But it's never like a hundred percent, you know. They didn't they didn't help me. They didn't they didn't conceive him.
0: No. You know? They didn't create uh, the condition for you to meet his mother.
1: In a, in a systemic way, mm-hmm. yeah, in some ways, yeah. It's
0: more most entertaining. They didn't create the
1: condition for me to stay with her. No condition for me to, <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. they,
0: I think they were more intent on creating condition for you to produce a child, yeah. wh- and you not stay because uh, when we were on the plantation, they were solely based, man, produce children, but you can't stay together.
2: Yeah,
0: that was a business. That was a business model. right Right? and that business model has not changed and so what we've done is we've been participating in certain things and we think that they're not they don't have the ledger they don't have things like listen We need babies keep on being born. We got things going on, Mm -hmm. even now. So we'll create conditions, make you feel like, hey, man, you go to a college, it's a majority white college, hey, you're getting an education. We're gonna pay, it's a white bank that pay for you to go. We're gonna set up and we're gonna make it right. We're gonna take you to the shack, we're gonna feed you, right? right? We're gonna go to Master Charlie's in the morning, man. We're gonna do do any and everything other than pull your dick out. (laughs) We're gonna set up the situation for it to happen. And then when the child is born, we're going to have to take that child. You're going to have to do that. And right. part of that stipulation is we're going to make sure that y'all don't stay together. Because if you're thinking that you're having a family, you're not going to be trying to do anything else with anywhere else. These yeah. conditions are still the same happening. Now, they may seem a little bit, uh what's the word I'm looking for? may seem like it's complex now, mm-hmm. but it's not. When you start peeling that layer back, yeah. you know. In the podcast, this is what the podcast is about. Yeah. It's about to really kind of pull these Interaction pull these notions that we see are happening, Mm -hmm. right, and really seeing, like, yo, one of the first questions I ask you, does white supremacy exist? You're like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But to the degree, do you understand when you say absolutely? Because then it's like, wait, something is happening. Mm -hmm. We smiling, like, going at it. Uh, What do you think? As a a journalist, Uh uh, that is a predominantly white control institution institution Mm -hmm. how have you been able to navigate through
1: that these years oh a great deal of difficulty (laughs) you know it's i mean it's it's tough with any institution i mean there there are no there are no non-white controlled industries not in america i can't speak for other places but not in the united states so you know, so it's, you know, you do it with great, with great difficulty, you know.
0: Well, has anyone ever, uh, has there any, been any racial microaggression you experienced? I mean, because yeah, that's such course. a hot, because you deal with words, you deal with literature, so it's, you know what I mean? Like, of you know, we yeah. give you an assignment, we don't, we don't know if you can really handle this, and you know what I mean? Can you tell, was there anyone that, that you lost your cool, where you kind of stepped out of your character? And either became physical or became violent.
1: <laughs> I never Without, became physical or violent. But um, r-
0: but it really like yo, know, it bothers me. It's a wrinkle in your forehead right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as sensitive to microaggressions to be honest with you, but but if you're talking about <laughs> something, something over escalated, yeah, yeah something yeah. that was just like yo. Yeah, yeah. So one, one of one of one of my editors. Um, this is a guy I worked with back in, I was living in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, I was writing a story about, uh, you know, what was it? About? It was something about, like, homophobia in the black church and the, uh, in certain black churches. And my editor, who was white, he inserted some, he inserted some sentences and some content into my story that I didn't agree with, right? What? And um, and when I told, him, when I confronted him about, it, I was like, "Yeah, I don't want that in my story." He kind of insisted that it did go in the story, and it and it was it was some whatever, some cockamamie data that he was trying to include in there to to make a, a kind of blanket statement that like black people in general are either more homophobic than like any other race or, or that, or even to, you know, some people could even, he was possibly even suggesting that there was something inherently homophobic about black people. So I was wow. just like, you know, we got an argument. I mean, it was like in the middle of the entire office. It's like, it like, it spanned two floors and steps because I mean, because he was really being insistent. And I was like, no, it's not going in my story. I don't believe it. I didn't write it. Right. If you want to make that point, you write your own story and put your right. name on it. But I'm not putting my name on anything. That was so it was, it was just a big thing. Mm. I think that might actually honestly be the one thing because the, the, the relationship between the journalist and the editor is unnecessarily confrontational. Because it
0: it would force it would force uh, the conflict would force a pure representation of the facts. Right, we're
1: we're talking right. we're we're talking about <laughs> words, ideas, expressions. Um, I have my ideas about how I want to express something and how I want to say something, and I have a certain audience in mind. Usually, it's black people I have in mind, right. but I don't only write to black people, you mm. know. And more than more people than black people read my stuff. And since I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not like a single independent journalist, I represent a company, you know, I have to, you know, unfortunately, we have to make sure that that the message that we're sending is like being easily accessed and interpreted to yeah. the extent possible to as many people as possible. So in that process, you know, there's going to be a lot of button heads over like, you know, mm-hmm. like the editor saying, oh, I think you should say it this way. i might like, and I might not want to say it that way you know um Mm. or um you know i mean there's there's just there's just a lot you know it's a
0: how have you ever worked with any black editors before yeah i've worked with how was that in comparative terms the conflicts that you experience over your journalistic integrity Mm -hmm. have it been more confrontations with black editors or white editors
1: both i mean so it's equal the the natural relationship okay all right. like between any journalist and editor is it's always going to be it's an agitation cycle mm. you know agitation and, and you, cycle i like yeah, it. i like it, what you're and, saying yeah and some i mean there's going to be an end product but not before going through the agitation like because the editors is, is thinking about this in a different way you know than the writer it's, it's hard for me to to kind of explain no but, no, no man, I, I, I can't say i mean i've worked with black editors where it's 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 gotten really greasy, you know, got real greasy, you know what I mean? And I work with white editors where it got real greasy, and, you know, mm. it's... It it, it,
0: Have you ever did a piece
1: that you felt like didn't really
0: represent you, and you just went and went along because of the because of the editors and because it got greasy?
1: Um, Yeah, a mm. lot, a lot. And I, I think any journalist would, would say that, especially in today's age of journalism, where, we're, you know, we're in this hyper speed, we got to get as much content up and out. We're, we're cranking stories all day. So you don't have a lot of time
2: right.
1: to argue over every little point. You're gonna let a lot of stuff slide. I let way more stuff slide now than I used to. You know, I've, I've been a journalist like 20 years. Right. First 10 years was pre, pre-internet, right? It was all paper, print, mm-hmm. it was slower. That's From right. writing a city paper, Pittsburgh Courier, Renaissance News. We're putting out a newspaper once a week, once a month. You know, I'm freelancing for the Courier, so it's like once every. So we got a lot more time to wrestle and jostle. Now, I got a, I got like three or four stories going up a week on a good, you know, on a bad yes, week. I, on a bad I and, and I always see your stuff. So always reading your stuff. Don't have a lot of time, you know. <laughs> don't you don't have, have a lot, lot of time. Don't have a lot of time to argue every single point. So there's a lot of stuff that goes out that doesn't totally represent me. <sighs> i, I that's been true since the beginning, uh, you know. To be honest with you, I mean, right. even when even when internet when journalism was slower, um, that's just something that's going to happen. And I think that you, if you talk to any journalist, they will tell you um, that that's that's going to be the case.
0: You know, I think oh, more so now than ever. Mm-hmm. I think I had a kind of a peripheral interaction of it, and I think mm-hmm. even before I started doing the podcast. Um, the appreciation to investigative journalism is like, for me now is at a different, at at a different, uh, Mm -hmm. go right across the hall, across the hall, you'll see vendors. It's different now, right? So it's always, it's always going to be something that is different now because of this new, Part of the lexicon of fake news, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the the integrity and taking people's words and not being able to take people's words and not being able to take it because it's written down, you know. I think mm-hmm. there's a we have a certain kind of thing with if it's written down in a paper or if it's in a book, then you know what I mean. Then it must be, be the gospel, right? You yeah, know. Yeah. Now it, you can't it, it, you can't even do that. And so mm-hmm. because one thing that you said. Uh, You were there before the internet Mm -hmm. right a lot of uh even myself as it relates to conscious thought was -hmm. there before the internet so Mm -hmm. i had to read they came before columbus by avon van sunday i had to actually read Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) you know what i mean not sit watch a 10 minute video that that that, you know on youtube and like now i can i can really debate no you know what i'm saying and so i remember like what it took to really get information and have to really read it digest it or yeah. you know what I'm saying and now it is happening so fast that misinformation can be presented and you and you think that man you just got all this going on and you you really don't how yeah. do you yeah. how do you how do you find or you don't how do you find that balance of dealing with that you know if you and especially and now I just want to add now that we have an administration and Trump like if b Mock was to write an article that was real, that oh. was about the facts, and Trump was part of it, and he reads it, he's like, man, you're being disrespectful. That's mm-hmm. You were being just so racist about saying what you just said about me. Mm-hmm. How how do we deal with that? Or we don't? We just kind of hunker down and just go through the motions of dealing with this.
1: I mean, I got I to gotta admit, I, I don't give a lot of thought to the fake news. Um, wars but So you don't feel like You would ever get Caught up in that I'm sure I would I just don't give A lot of thought to it I mean It's The fake news thing Has been weaponized At this level Such that It, it can be applied In any Given context Right Like I mean it, Stories are 100% true Like Completely verifiable But somebody can just say Like Trump does Just say This is fake news And if you're already Subscribed um, to Trumpism, if you're already subscribed to that level of whiteness, um, then you're gonna believe it. What, what you're gonna believe as fake news without even trying to go verify yourself? I don't know that we can be shielded from that because it's been weaponized and it's, and it's metastasized, right? Like it's
0: weaponized, Wepata- weaponized, and metastasized. Yeah, I like I
1: like what you say Yeah, it's but not just like- Trump. It's not. I mean, it didn't even start mm-hmm. with Trump. I mean, it was you know this was Alex Jones and. You know, the, these people who are literally trying to, like, gaslight the audience, right? Like, to make you think that the thing that you are seeing with your eyes or that you know for a fact is, in fact, like, this false sense of reality and, and manipulating people emotionally. I mean, Alex Jones turned that into a science, and many other people of that whole echelon did it. Trump is just the first to bring it to the White House and bring it into the mainstream.
0: One I. Uh, uh... I caught the Alex Jones and I was I was feeling it because it was very visual. But you know when I was like, and I even started expressing and posting like, this Alex Jones is an agent. Mm-hmm. When Do you remember Loose Change, that documentary? Loose Change? I didn't see that. It was, Loose Change was a documentary that was done by an ex-military guy about 9-11. And it broke down kind of a, like the scientific things that happened in 9-11, yeah. that showed that 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. And so uh, Loose Change came out, then it was Loose Change second edition, that's like my favorite one. Then it was a third one, cause he was adding things, right? He was, mm-hmm. it was a working almost like a working doc. Yeah. And then it came to Loose Change, the final cut. But okay. this time, it was Alex Jones with it, and he mm-hmm. was part of it. And then when I watched it, were like very two or three very poignant things that were in the earlier editions that was not in that final cut edition that regardless of everything that was being said Mm -hmm. these two specific things it's a wrap with these two one the uh the pilot that was flying the plane into the pentagon yeah yeah had retired from the joint chiefs and ran the exercises if planes would run into the Pentagon. He retired, got hired by Delta, became a pilot, and was the actual pilot that flew the plane into- That's crazy, I didn't know that. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's in the second edition, right? Mm-hmm. When you get to the final cut, it's, hit, not, in it's there. not in there. Hmm. It's not talked about, it's not in there, hmm. it's not even shown in there. Yeah, somebody probably I mean, I don't know, but... When Alex Jones, so what, as soon as Alex Jones pumped it, this is the final edition. this is the final cut, this yeah. is what really happened, 9-11 was an inside job. Right. And But everything that he presented w- could be equally argued and like... Yeah. But that was it. And that's when I knew right then and there. I was like, yo... Something funny about this dude Alex Jones, and I just for years, for years, for years, everyone man, mm-hmm. Alex Jones. He went up into the Bohemian Grove and he, he be all about the Illuminati. I'm like, listen, right. that's misinformation. I know psychops when I see it. Nah, that's not. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, I told you. that everyone wants to. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh. Next question.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you think? Hmm. That the system of white supremacy
1: can be eliminated. Um. Well, let's talk about what would be needed. <laughs> what would be needed for that to happen? For it right? to be eliminated. For it to be eliminated. We're talking about the dismantling of every institution in the United States. We're talking about in the world. The dismantling and yeah. I mean, my global. You're probably better on the global <laughs> perspective than me, but I, I'm talking yes, for the U.S. Yes, yeah. um, every industry, wow. every market wow. um, defunded, reconstru- I mean, when we talk about, re- I talk about this a lot in certain, actually in some certain stories, when we talk mm-hmm. about reconstruction, like real reconstruction, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that we started after slavery, but like barely, <sighs> thank you, thank barely scraped the surface. Please, sentence, please, you keep, know, going, like, keep going. Yes. When you talk about what it means to, to reconstruct something, mm. you can't reconstruct unless the thing it's is completely dismantled. Like, like literally to, yes. if, I, if I deconstruct my bed or if I reconstruct my bed, right? I can't just flip the mattress over <laughs> and be like, all right, well the bed. No, nah, I gotta break it down to every single piece that went into building it. And we we've not come anywhere close to that. <laughs> We've got, we're nowhere close to that so when you talk about like dismantling white supremacy i mean if i just take those those three top lines like dismantling every institution you, you know that's government church
0: yes schools yes
1: um if you talk about economics um, education yeah, yeah. every every industry right. every right. i mean like that that's something i like to think about these kind of like intractable things but that that's something that's kind of hard to it's unfathomable without there being like literally like some kind of. But it, it is able. It, it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, you can say in the in the anything is possible context. Yeah, I mean, you know, a uh, meteor could hit us tomorrow and, <laughs> and dismantle everything, and we would have to start from ground zero, literally. Um, but you know, yeah, it's possible. Whether we whether we have the will or the means to do it, that's a whole other question. Mm. Mm. It would even it, you know on top of everything, it would you know unless it was involuntarily done to white people again, like via like some kind of natural disaster, it yeah. would require white people themselves giving up their power. You know, wow. saying like having a change of like actually you know basically they would have to denounce whiteness themselves.
0: Do you uh, is there? Anything inherent in the system that mm-hmm. is self-destructive. So, see the one thing I do talk uh, that I do use in the principle, uh, universal principle, anything that is inherently evil already has the seeds of its own destructions within it. Hmm. The system of white supremacy is not a perfect system is an extremely functional system mm-hmm. i always venture to say that there has never been a more functional system than the system of white supremacy in recorded history hmm. but
1: because i would probably disagree with that but yeah
0: i mean there, uh all major technological advances have happened under the system of white supremacy in the
1: modern age i mean the you know the reign of African supremacy, if we can call it that, you know, that lasted like far I, longer. Than I agree. The, yeah.
0: I, I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But to the to the extent of its reign, mm-hmm. it has created a condition for us to be where we're at right now.
1: Right. It gave way to that. Yeah. Yes. So it, as vast and as great. The fundamental pieces right, of it. Right. Yeah. So, so
0: as vast and as great as it is, mm-hmm. one thing about I, I, when it comes to the African accomplishments and reflection of the diaspora. Mm-hmm. One thing that it did not do that white supremacy does, and because white supremacy pays that price, mm-hmm. it's, it is much more functional, is human life. The African genius and the African legacy mm-hmm. never cost so much human life. And it was actually opposite. It upgraded and developed human life. But because the cost of human life in the system of white supremacy has never been amassed not even when those mayans were doing the sacrifices for the hearts on, the, on those temples didn't equal to the amount of a million people dying so that we can have the iphone literally That's subjugation you see what i'm saying so in That's the system of white supremacy what it has done mm. is that it has created a condition to where that it uses astronomical amount of human life and guess what human life that is non-white, right. they have non-white. And that is the issue, that is the part We cannot sustain, we mm-hmm. cannot have a system that co- that costs so much, you see what I'm saying? And because right. it costs so much human life for it to maintain itself, right. it has placed itself into a category and a class of its own. And even as great and as beautiful as African is, mm-hmm. and I have subscribed to that and I appreciate that, mm-hmm. They didn't. didn't need didn't need a million people to die to build the Great Pyramid. They didn't have to sacrifice. Do we know that? I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't, expressed-
1: don't want to <laughs> equate. The,
0: yeah, the, I don't equate. But it. We
1: do know that there were there were deep levels of, of slavery. Where I'm not, and the the people who built the pyramids. Where, I'm not equating. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is the same kind of slavery as chattel slavery, or even the kind of slavery the, the sweatshop slavery that we're talking about today. But. Mm-hmm. There was a hierarchy, there were people at the bottom of that hierarchy. These were people who were subjugated, exploited, you know. Really? I don't know what the numbers are, the metrics are. You said a million people dying to make an iPhone, you know. I don't know how many people- Uh, I know for a fact that coltan
0: and Mm -hmm. tungsten and titanium, Mm
1: -hmm. those
0: are mined minerals in central Congo. Rwanda, mm. and Uganda, right. Zimbabwe. No. And I know there has been more than a million people yeah, I'm not in, uh, with that for those minerals right. to be made and used to the phone that we have,
1: actually. I agree with that. Yes. I'm not saying, I'm <coughs> saying I don't know enough about what was happening in, in ancient Egyptian. Egypt. I'm
0: going to let you know, to, any form of slavery is not as efficient as you think it is to build a pyramid. It, it, slavery is not as efficient to build the pyramid. To build a pyramid to really get, and I've been there and seen it, mm-hmm. to have that type of efficiency, mm-hmm. um, slavery is not that It's not that uh, an efficient They're model not. of, it's not, not it, even the greatest, yeah, even the greatest form of slavery so is not a, is not efficient. So you're saying there was artisans. supernatural? No, it's not supernatural. It's artisan in okay. science and technology. Yes, absolutely. All of it? All, I mean, it is a reflection of it. From. I mean, there were artisans there and people were doing the hard labor. Uh, what we, we would consider hard labor would, would be, would be, uh, I mean, we would have to speak or have to speak from their perception of hard labor, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Even, even Harriet Tubman is like, listen, most of these people don't even know they're slaves. Even though they're doing hard labor, you yeah. talk to them, they just like, man, I'm a business associate. <laughs> I'm right. her, I, I work right. with Master Charlie. What you talking about? Right. Yeah, so. I'm the proletarian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. The dismantling.
1: The dismantling. 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 Back to that.
0: Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that we're on a course for this dismantling? Do do you see? Are we on the course for it? Yes. Uh, uh, Or.
1: I mean, (laughs) are we on the course for it? No. Uh Uh. No. I think. I think on the aggregate, we're we're on we're on we're more on the course of. Subscribing and buying into it more than we are on the course of dismantling it. There is a remnant. There is a, a group who I think are, you know, who who are putting the ideas out there, right? Um, who want to keep the thought of dismantling white supremacy within our discourse. Um, they don't want that idea to die out. But if that idea dies out, then white supremacy is like, you know. It's, our, it's supreme, I'm, right? It's our, it, I mean, but right. in terms of you know, when you say we, I mean, I understand who we are. But if I'm thinking about everybody, if you might just look at black people, on like on aggregate, there's far more of us who are more invested in the system staying as in, it is, in trying yeah, yeah, into trying to get what they can out of white supremacy. And I'm not saying this as something. I don't mean that in the context of I think. Most black people are intentionally and explicitly um, invested in, and in, uh, in are aspirationally trying to get into whiteness. I think that so much of our behavior is programmed to, and who taught us to, to install us, you know, or yeah. install us into some proximity to it because we never completely have it. Right, that we don't even know that we're subscribing to it, and we do. We think we're just living life, so you know, that's how deep it is. You know, it couldn't even be explicit because we don't even know all the, we, we, we don't even think at operationally in ways in how much what we're doing is subscribed to it, so.
0: Here we go, final segment, and this is a uh, this has kind of been kind of the moniker of the uh, of the podcast. You know, people who've been following, who have the fans and follow, they're mm-hmm. always waiting for these these questions. So mm-hmm. this is intense. So everyone gets this question, no matter if you're state,
1: red, like everyone gets. I'm gonna these. be the one blushing. I'm talking about my son, my son next. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and we got young justice yeah.
0: here, so we're not even gonna act like he's not here. But I think it's <laughs> important, and I think it's okay. powerful that he's here. So. Okay. Um, and he's 15 years old, so that, I remember that 15, I was impressionable, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So this is right, it's, this that, age. Is, it's, it's that age, so here we go. All right. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's appropriate for non-white people, particularly black, to have mm-hmm. sexual interaction and or s- sexual play with white people while racism, white supremacy is in
1: existence. Do you think it's appropriate? I don't appropriate? think there's anything wrong with it. So you think it's appropriate? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um I'm sure I'm gonna sure eat my words on this.
0: <laughs> but nah, I don't find have anything. Have you there. ever have you ever engaged in sexual interaction and or sexual play with a white person while racism white supremacy has been in existence?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you think that you were being taken advantage of when it happened?
1: Whoa. Um, I would say in some cases, no. But I can definitely say in some cases, I can say that the, that the, the white party, they were either taking advantage or they got some kind of advantage. Out of that,
0: and did you know? In some
1: situations,
0: and did you know that during when it was happening,
1: it felt like it. You know, I think you feel it. There's one thing where you might be in a committed relationship with a white person, where it's for the most part not a transactional kind of thing. To the, in other situations, it has felt transactional. It has felt. You, you feel the weight of history on it in certain you know in terms of interracial relations mm. um, you can feel the weight of history on that you know mm. so uh, you know I never thought about it in those terms but if I but if I you know in terms of them taking advantage of me I think in most sexual transactions you know I'm, I'm not gonna say most and a lot of I think a lot of sexual transactions are intrinsically, one person trying to take advantage over the other Hmm. and a lot of them
0: you know white people have taught us everything they taught us everything that we do most explicitly and implicitly they also taught us how to have sex Hmm. they forced us to watch rapes yeah then they would take us and force us to have sex, for to produce children to be sold,
1: or even as entertainment,
0: or like, as entertainment. That's a perversion. <laughs> yes, fetish. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to black folk today, mm-hmm. that is still there, no matter what we say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you say that most sexual transactions is some that, that's because white people have interjected themselves in that. There's not a black person alive right now. Who is not influenced by the sexual ta- tactics habits and norms that white people have done there's not I would, one I would agree so when we're saying appropriate right mm-hmm run with me here mm-hmm is white supremacy in existence yeah are you subject to the power that white people have because of its existence yeah okay is it appropriate for a teacher to have sex with a student?
1: We're talking K twelve, um, or just Listen, period. I'm a
0: professor at a yeah. university. If I have sex with one of my uh, students, that is not appropriate, okay. and we're all consenting adults. Okay, that's not professionally. No, even if, especially if I have sex in the building. I should. So, I probably so, shouldn't
1: ask the question, but yeah. um. So yeah, is it not, appropriate? Not appropriate. Okay. Not appropriate.
0: Is it appropriate for the employer to have sex with an employee in the office? No. Is it appropriate for a prison guard to have sex with a prisoner while they're in prison? No. Okay. My question is now: How is it we understand that it's inappropriate for sexual activity happen when the power dynamic? places one person subject to another. When you just told me that white people, because white supremacy places them in a position of power, mm-hmm. that now you don't see it inappropriate being sexual with them. But mm-hmm. with all these other ones where the power dynamic is, the, is reflected of the same, mm-hmm. you know it's not appropriate.
1: Yeah, so I think that there is a, a kind of absolutism. If we apply that formula, that if we're gonna equate um, a white person with power over a black person in life, if we're gonna equate that to a teacher-student dynamic or an employer-employee dynamic, mm-hmm. then we can say this about anything, right?
0: We're not and saying it about anything,
1: because guess what? what? As soon
0: as that student and that teacher walks mm-hmm. out of that school building, mm-hmm. are they, you know, and they're not in the context but what it makes it inappropriate, mm-hmm. if that prison guard winds, and that prisoner winds up getting out of jail and they bump into that prison guard mm-hmm. and they're to something adults, right. th- it's not inappropriate. What makes it inappropriate ultimately is what? The power dynamic, but the right. power dynamic within the what? The context of the relationship. Please tell me, where can we go on the planet where white supremacy, is, racism is not in existence to where if I get sexual with a white person, it's not gonna be inappropriate.
1: I, I'm still hesitant to to equate the two, um, specifically because the power that we're attributing to white supremacy is all enveloping, for the most. You know, we haven't really discussed a scenario under which we are not under the power of white we, supremacy. We we, we right? did break down that there is not a place nor a scenario right. where we're not. So, I, I feel like <clears throat> we still we're, we're still human beings. At a basic level, we still live, <laughs> we, we live with each other. Who's we human being, you or white people? I think we're both human beings. Hmm. We're at the ba- at the basic level, once you strip away all identity, we're still human beings that are gonna have, there are gonna be some things that happen when you put two human beings in, in proximity to each other regardless of race. If they are attracted to each other, you know, if they, you know, if they're if they're feeling each other, if, if whatever situation I, I, that leads to, I don't know, man. Because you know what we
0: have—that's part of the part of the psyche. Mm-hmm. We actually have human beings who are s- sex by nature a female, and if you put them in a room full of males and she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. she's not going to have, and she can consciously be like, "No, I'm." What about cool. with other
1: women, though?
0: Uh, I'm just saying that we're not ta- right. We're, but I'm not even with other women. Because the context of them being white or non white doesn't exclude them. So, mm-hmm. even in a lesbian relationship, even if I would, even when I interact with, and I do have some setup with some, uh, some people from the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't exclude them from experiencing white supremacy. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, even in that case, maybe, mm-hmm. right? That is not what I'm asking. Because I'm not asking if you were stuck by yourself I, by but, I, but
1: I, but I think human, I think attraction between two people—if we don't like the word human beings okay. I think attraction between two people is going to happen regardless, and in as an independent variable, okay, in many situations, okay, and so whether it's appropriate or not, I don't. I mean, it's a, it's not even an, an important question to me. I can even honestly, even in the situations that you we're talking about with um, say teacher student yeah i can see very easily how a teacher and a student could get sexually involved whether it's appropriate or not is one thing there are things that can happen the student can recuse himself from the class the teacher can right. t- step away from the job but yeah, but the, uh, appropriateness the appropriate I mean appropriate by society standards yeah there's a power dynamic and there's a, a heavy potential for power abuse and there are things that we can do to you know, to alter. The so power dynamic. that's why I asked. Do you right. think
0: you were being taken advantage of? Could you've been taken advantage of and you not be aware?
1: Definitely, definitely. But I, but I think I think in a lot of sexual transactions, again, regardless. Mm. I mean, we're talking about white supremacy. Right. But I think in most transactions between men and I think most transactions between men and women are, you know, in terms of sex, are men taking advantage of women.
0: I definitely believe that,
1: and yeah. I believe
0: that's because
1: so, the infiltration and then dealing with white supremacy. So, should women by that nature not have sex with? Would it be inappropriate for women to have sex with men then, in general?
0: I don't know because I'm dealing with white supremacy and racism. Not, but not gender. Logic, not,
1: but we're dealing with it. So, if, the, yes, logic, if logic. the logic is that because white people have a racial overall.
0: In the position they of power, image, they're in a the position of power
1: over non-white white people, people. right? We can apply that same logic, say men, that there's a male supremacy edge, that there's, that men have power because of how society is set up, not intrinsic, but because of how society is set up over When women. you
0: say society, are you mm-hmm. talking about a white supremacist society?
1: i think regardless of whether i think no it doesn't have to be white supremacy. so then tell
0: me so tell me a society where white supremacy is not in existence
1: i don't know i'm not that well traveled if we went to japan we went to china we went to even if we went to japan is, we
0: could we could pull it back right now if we were to go to china right mm-hmm. now you, mm-hmm. would you would you speculate like there's, there's
1: no white supremacy there I don't know, China's huge. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so, I don't know. So, so run with me here. But I, when the I, slave, I, I, let, me give, I, let me give this, let me uh-huh. give this, so, yeah.
0: so I can give that, because you, you had already, you had commented about having a global, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the tidbit, yeah, right? Yeah, When we were on the plantation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the slave master would get a black man as an overseer. Right, slave And that broker. black Right, the slave, right, and it would be an actual black person mm-hmm. to oversee the black slaves. Right. Did that mean that the white slave owner was no longer in control and power of the plantation? Uh, of course not. Okay. Because you would not see the white slave owner, you would only see the black overseer dealing with the black slaves, right? Right. right. It is exactly the same right now. You go to China, let me see. you go uh-huh. to China, you will see Chinese people overseeing dealing with Chinese. But you do not see the owning controlling of white people, let me express the show. What is the system of government that China uses? Communism. Right. The communism that they use. Where does it derive from?
1: Karl Marx. Marx. I, I, I'm following right. you here, but so so what I'm a, saying is, other here, cultures predate I, all listen, these European practices. are many. There are
0: many things that predate so, the system of white supremacy. So are,
1: are you saying that? that Asian men did not practice a hierarch- hierarchical supremacy over Asian women what I'm saying, before the establishment of what we know today as white supremacy. What I'm
0: saying is that Asian people mm-hmm. are an extension, as it relates to their system, how they interact with each other,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the system of white supremacy. I would say that may, right, yes but
1: they weren't always. that. Not always, right. and, and actuality so, 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 is the, what we're dealing with but Uh, but we gotta separate that because i am separating it right so what i'm so what i'm saying i guess that there can be a fundamental um argument over whether the male supremacy over women that system of 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 interaction between men and women existed before this thing that we're calling white supremacy supremacy and it so it has yes and so if that But that doesn't mean that it supersedes it now. There are many That's what sure. I'm trying to say. Sure, perfectly I it right. supersedes it. But right. but so but we can talk about it independently of right. white supremacy, right? Because we know that that, that is it, something it, it, that it, it predicts, pop, predates it, right. So in so in that realm, if we know that women have been subjugated to the to the power of male supremacy right before even white supremacy became a thing, yes, then we could just as easily ask the question of whether it's appropriate for women to have sex with men, if we could ask, if, if the paradigm, if, the if power all dynamic women shouldn't just be right. lesbians,
0: and this <laughs> is what, and this is where the yes. confusion comes in. Okay. Because even though the supremacy and the gender issue, mm-hmm. as it relates to the gender gap mm-hmm. and gender things, yeah. right, predate, predates the system of white supremacy, mm-hmm. it is now subject to the system of white supremacy, and because of this, uh, reason why mm-hmm. is because. <clears throat> There is no system as it relates to human interaction that mm-hmm. is superseding the system of white supremacy, even though many of our interactions predate it. So
1: let's allow for that. So now, so so that, now that we okay. know that, that, that women, and black women in particular, mm-hmm. are subject not only to white supremacy, but also to male supremacy mm. even if male supremacy is a subset of white supremacy the nice. question still remains yes so it still has to be if we have to ask is it appropriate for black person to have sex with a white person then we have to also ask is it appropriate for, for a, woman a woman to, to have, have men. sex with a man
0: i will say this we have to deal with the white supremacy first because I do believe. Now this is what I believe. Why do we deal with it first? Because just, if, if if we deal with white supremacy first, we'll have no issues and problems dealing with the male supremacy that's uh, that's
1: undercurrenting. So you so you're suggesting that if we dismantle white supremacy,
0: all the other issues and problems that we're facing, I'm telling you right now, every single one from global climate change. So, to, so if we get so, rid of this so first, so g-
1: gender complete gender parity and equity would be a direct byproduct of dismantling white supremacy? Yes. I, 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 you know I don't know I can say that for sure. I, I know I, this. I, you not, cannot. I'm denying it. I'm telling but, you this, you cannot solve it
0: unless you deal with the uh, race problem first. I'll tell you that much. If you do not deal with the race problem first, you will not be able to deal with the gender equality issue. I know ins- that for a fact. It's an
1: interesting concept. I, mm-hmm. I can't say for certain or, or for absolute. We don't know. We Like, we cannot say with certainty, mainly because we don't even know what it what it feels like to live under what, either of these. We, right. we don't know so what it to be like without white supremacy existing. exactly. In existence. Any of these exactly. Supremacy. Right. So we so we can't say for sure. No, but we can
0: logically see that if I know that the system of white supremacy and all issues and problems are subject to it, mm-hmm. even though they may predate it. Right? Mm-hmm. They are subject to it. If mm-hmm. I want to really deal with some of those old issues, mm-hmm. I need to get rid of the one that they are subject to. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, I know this for a fact, mm-hmm. if we do take care of the race problem, there are going to be some issues and problems that'll be handled and right. be taken care of on its own without even our focus intention that we really need to put our focus intention right. on, on the on the race problem.
1: I got, no, I got no beef with that. I have no beef with that. Hmm. I think when we take, when we take the issue of sexuality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which again, when we talk about the sexual attraction between two people, this involves a whole lot of variables that, that just simply don't come up in, the, in, a, in the, uh, the, the dynamic between the employee and the employer, right? I'm, I'm signing up to work for this employer because I need a paycheck, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to apply skills that I have right mm-hmm. and that is the transaction mm-hmm. that is the transaction mm-hmm. and in my life in many ways depends on like me being able to use my skills and me being able to get a paycheck when you talk about sexuality we're talking about something that is not just like mental and emotional and spiritual, but there's, you know, there's even like biochemical processes that, you know, it is like, one of the
0: reason you know, why pheromones and those yeah, kinds of, yo, you know what I mean? So that's why it's part of the SOD, uh, mm-hmm. s- single obsolete, we call it SOD. It's part of the SOD gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Sex is one of the most powerful interactions we have as it human is, beings. It's powerful. It's I'm asking, mm-hmm. since one of the most powerful interactions we have as human beings, Mm -hmm. Is it being used as a tool to maintain the subjugation and mistreatment of black folk by white people, white supremacy? I I would, I have no beef
1: with that. I I think. And so that's what I'm asking. I think it is, but. And how do we. But I don't think that that completely mm -hmm. defines every sexual interaction between a black person and a white person. Not completely. I agree. It may for the most part in many, in many scenarios, but. Let me, let me also backtrack. Uh. I also
0: have to do this part to it. I am not saying making children with a
1: white person. I know, we're talking about having sex. Right. And,
0: you know why? And mm-hmm. this is the, the counter-racist logic. See, uh, the white supremacists, neo-Nazi, whatever, mm-hmm. you do not want the mixing of the races. Right. right?
2: right. They don't
0: want half-breeds and right. things of like that, they don't want mulattos and things yeah. of that nature, right? Right. But they do not have a problem gang raping a black woman.
1: Right. They have no problem. Because that's a That's a power. That's power. They have no
0: problem power. Uh, 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 patronizing black prostitution and, and expressing black exploitation. They have no problem fulfilling their urge to get with a black penis right. and, and fulfilling their curiosity, right? Right. So they have no issues with sexually exploiting us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the counter-racist logic that I'm expressing, mm-hmm. half the babies. Even though it seems and this it, it seems contradictory mm-hmm. because this t- thing is completely confusing anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm expressing, and this is just me, yeah. have the babies. Matter of fact, I wish you would have more babies with a white women. Mm-hmm. But I do know this, there's a lot of sexual interaction happening w- with, with babies not being born. And there's sure. sexual interaction happening with the explicit action of making sure no babies are being born. Mm-hmm. So what I'm suggesting is that we stop the sexual interaction, pause, right? Mm -hmm. And focus on getting rid of the racism, white supremacy, which is the context that makes it inappropriate. I do believe this. If we, as black folks, Mm -hmm. would say, we're not gonna have sex with white people, Mm-hmm. until you guys get rid of white supremacy, this shit will be over overnight. So I promise you. But this, will, but I'm not talking about those who are having babies, having yeah. relationships. I'm talking about the frivolous sex. I'm talking about the sex for sex's sake. Right. Because then what it will do, it will at least, at the very least, mm-hmm. minimize the sexual exploitation that is being used
1: regularly. Right. right. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. Some people, a lot of people would look at it, um, sex between black and white people as itself a subversive action. Specifically as a dagger in the, in the history, <laughs> you know? And we, you know, and, 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 and people, you know, I, I don't wanna get too, uh, what's, no, no. What's, homie, what's homie's name? Uh, Who's that? Uh, Umar Johnson? Nah, nah. No, no, no. The, the, the Used to um, run the Black Panthers. Bobby uh, Seale. Not Bobby Seale, the brother that took it over when, Oh, uh, was, Cleavage. Eldridge Cleaver. Uh, so I ain't, I ain't talking about on no no Eldridge Cleaver, Eldridge Cleaver. You, know, you know what I mean? Like to a, I mean, he's talking about something subversive. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's talking about something subversive. But I'm yeah. not even talking about that. Yeah. But I think even just like on a, you know, the bombing of who, America. Who was, it? who was it? Uh, it was it was a Jay Pharoah uh-huh. or uh, it was some black standup comedian when, you know, he was talking about um how he first got famous right as a comedian uh-huh. and he moves to Manhattan. You know, he got him a nice little luxury condo and he felt bad because, you know, it was a black doorman, right? My. So, and the black doorman's always like, hello, sir, let me help you with your bag, sir. And then, you know, he's just like, nah, we black. We ain't gotta be like that. <laughs> you know, and then he brings a white girl in one time and he's thinking that, you know, this is this old black guy lived through Jim Crow, so he's gonna, like, look at him in shame, like, why are you having sex with that white girl? But instead, the black doorman pulls him to the side and he's like, yo. I want you to beat that pussy up in the name Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Like he's like, do this for Jim Crow. And it's like, you know, I, you know, they're, they're, I don't think that, that is what I'm not saying that you know. No, you know what the thing is. Uh, some, you have to laugh at that. Yes. Yes. yes, and I, yes. but uh,
0: I, I also, I also urge. Mm. Some consciousness and some some critical thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, even if some of my close brothers, like even uh, the uh, the sound guy, one of the one of the sound guys for the show, right, Mm -hmm. the music guy. For my show um, yeah. my brother Eric right you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. so he's he's one of the contributors and stuff so but uh he always says no man this is all right like like you're saying like me getting having sex with them and what's even gonna be better is they're gonna produce a black baby like it's they're not mm-hmm. gonna be white no more and um, one thing I, I, I always express I'm like no that let's look at a case study. look at a history you know my history got right mm-hmm. in Brazil yeah. there was a point in time um, the African, first of all, Brazil had got the largest amount of African right. people slaves, yeah. out of slaves, right? Yeah. 70% like of African all slaves went to Brazil, to Brazil, 20% went to the middle, and actually only 10% went to America. Right. So the majority, and to this went day, to yeah. there are more black people in Brazil than any country on the planet that's not in Africa. Yeah. So there was a point in time where the African slaves would run away, and they would actually start making colonies up in the uh, in the, in the, in the and stuff. Yes. they were known as Columbos.
1: Yeah I know, right? I know Exactly One of
0: the famous one was Palmares, right mm-hmm. So they were doing that. At the same time, there were still Native Americans, or, or we known as Tainos and things they were there, and they were keeping their thing. Yes. And then the white people were there right. and the Spanish, right? Right They wind up coming together, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. they all came together and realized that they're dealing with white supremacy, yeah. they're dealing with racism, right. and it's and it's messing up, so what we're gonna do,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: said that, you know what? Being white, this is what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We'll sleep with everyone, we'll produce babies, we'll get rid of the white skin. There'll be no more white skin in Brazil. Mm-hmm. As soon as everyone is mixed, and everyone is pretty much the same color and everything, right, yeah. what we're gonna do is, That'll get rid of white supremacy and they did it even the white people were sick of, of the white supremacy and the racism there and they said listen we'll join in they it took about four or five generations but there was no more white skin The mm. Portuguese the language stayed yeah. but there was no more white skin mm. there was the lightest you can get was a mulatto with curly hair mm-hmm. right it was it, it there was no more white skin they thought that they were able to get rid of white supremacy I by getting that. rid of all the white people yeah. skin color and it created the worst caste system that we see on the planet right now to where we have flavelas. you know what the flavelas are Yeah, yeah. to the point that they just elected a president that is what non racist, Nazi, white supremacist. Right. And guess what? He has black in him, he has Spanish, Taino in him and everything. Guess this, this what they wind up doing? Because race is not biologically attached Exactly, it's, it's the system, it's the system. It's the system. Right. And so guess what they started making a hierarchy about? Mm-hmm. Those who could find their connection back to the European uh, and Spanish conquistadors. Yep. Yep. So yep. even though you may be dark, and you <laughs> got curly red skin, right? But your great grandfather was the conquistador. Mm-hmm. Where, and guess what happened to black folks who were from Africa who were still there they would stay went all the way down yeah. to the bottom Yeah, I. I so even, So the idea that people keep saying black folk keep saying and niggas, we'd be know. like listen we're going to have these white, man, we're going to get rid of all the skin it's the burning of America 2050 there's not going to be no white people and I expect uh uh-uh, uh,
1: look at Brazil look what we, they we, try we to we do we don't have. have to go down that far, we can go to New Orleans and the criminal wow. down there I mean it, it's Wow! I, I've, never, I, I've never completely subscribed to this Browning theory. Mm. You know, when I talk about sex with a white person as a subversive act, I'm, I'm talking about it as a subversive act, not something revolutionary that's going to dismantle an entire system. One, because I know that race is not a biological construct, so th- there's literally no way that you could, forgive me, our way out of white supremacy, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just not going to happen. Thank you know? for saying that. Yeah, you're going to get... a, amount, you there's get a, a lot, lot of... There's a lot of people who think they do... There's, ah, ah, that. there's a lot, there's right, a lot right, of people who think There's right. a
0: lot of them who yeah. got who got platforms who think that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that... um, You may... um, I think the most consequential thing to come out of the ability to have interracial sex in the United States was that we got rid of some miscegenation laws. But getting rid of miscegenation laws has nothing to do with getting rid of racism or getting rid of white supremacy. All it means is that you can have sex with a white person without getting arrested. That's all that means. You can marry a white person without getting arrested. That's not nothing. That means something, especially to people who really want to do that. But again, if we're talking about this kind of broader idea of dismantling white supremacy and racism, you're not gonna fuck your way out of that.
0: <laughs> so, so, so yeah. in that,
1: yeah. Me
0: suggesting to, and I'm not saying not mm-hmm. to have sex with white people. Mm-hmm. Just pause mm-hmm. for a time. I do believe, right? When you when you said that dismantling thing, and mm-hmm. speaking for myself, I'm yes. expressing that will spark, and it will spark when if we pause. From having frivolous sex with white people mm-hmm. I, I know this sounds crazy I know this sounds very far-fetched but if you follow what will happen into the response if we express that listen there are people who are married who have kids who are in honest relationships that's mm-hmm. cool yep. we're saying anyone who's having sex for sex sake stop and we're stopping because racism is in existence now the white person yeah. who's intentional on trying to have sex with you I mm-hmm. assure you if you gave that response to them, mm-hmm. I said it, man, they will get together. They will end this shit overnight. This shit will be done <laughs> in the morning. You're like, listen, that shit ended at 3 a.m. I, I, I'm telling it's you. It's an interesting thing to think about. If you peel it back, if you start really peeling. Because I, I took some time. To think about. Yeah.
1: Mean, it's just, it's the same concept as, you know, the people, uh, you know, Spike Lee or whatever. You know, oh, yeah, when he did the that shit like, right? Yeah. When right, that like shit if, if black women stop having sex.
0: It would cause the brothers in the community yeah. to stop tearing and start. And and there's some there's some truth to that, even though he put it in kind of
1: satirical. Maybe, or it leads to more rape, or it leads to more pent up aggression in men, and they become more violent. We don't know, you know. But I mean, I, I, you know, this whole kind of any kind of power of the pussy theory mm. is very interesting. To me, as an idea to think about. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting to think about. You know, um, you know whether we can we we could ever practically (laughs) ever get to that point. You know, that's a whole other question. But it's interesting to think about. You
0: know, in the system of white supremacy, I know for a fact that they control whether it happens or don't happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So as long as it supports the system Mm -hmm. they have a particular number amount of sexual activity with white people to happen like they literally have a bottom line they have an excel sheet Mm -hmm. so that as long as we allow this amount of people to do it it'll help maintain what we got going on one thing that i always like to express about the system white supremacy is that we're in a we're in a system we're in a stage of refinement Mm-hmm. It's not implementation stage. Mm-hmm. It's not war. Right. It, we're like we're past that. It's yeah, not capturing yeah. stage. Right. We're past that. Yeah. They're in a system. We're in a stage of refinement, and mm-hmm. that refinement, mm-hmm. I see, pokes his head out when it talks. Start talking about that fake news and how it becomes mm-hmm. weaponized and starts metastasizing. Right. The system of white supremacy is the same way. Its ability to have it be right in front of your face, but you not be able to see it. Mm-hmm. It's part of the refinement. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and they are trying to refine it so much to the point. And like you said, man, we participate. We don't even know. We right. just we just living our life. Right. What do you mean? Right. What the fuck man? I can't have such, man. I'm going to college. Right. I'm doing everything. If the white men didn't want me to be educated, I'm doing everything they said. So guess what? I'm I'm in college. Right. And I'm fucking these white girls in college, and I'm gonna get my degree, and I'm gonna get it. But you, right. we're just living. We have no idea. Right. Right. I agree.
1: So that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's it. I mean, it's, it's an interesting hypothesis. I mean, I, I, think, I think it is a great exercise to think about mm-hmm. what the world would look like, you know, in that scenario. Like, what does it look like for all people of color to cease having any kind of, not just sexual, but romantic interactions with white people, period. You know like what would that create you know does, does it does it create a more aggressive level no. of white supremacy or does it lead no. to you know the complete no. you know we have does the it capacity lead, does it lead to the change of heart that absolutely so we're saying that's the theory it would it would necessarily lead to a change of heart you know why people
0: because mm-hmm. if there was no condition in our capacity Mm-hmm. to have a loving integral relationship with somebody and have no romance or sex about it mm-hmm. i love my father man and i will do anything for my father i've never had a romantic or sexual experience with my father mm-hmm. so we have the capacity to interact with somebody outside of ourselves without romance and sex and it'd be meaningful and it'd be truthful and it'd be dying it'd be sacrificial mm-hmm. no romance and no sex not only that I with my father i have a couple brothers brother naim that's
1: what I was going to ask you about. Brother, right.
0: and, and speaking of Brother Naeem, yeah. I did an episode with Brother Naeem. I got to check that one. You got to check yeah. that episode. I, yeah. I did. Brother Naeem, man, I man, I will cut my throat <laughs> in front.
1: Yeah. of I him. I love the Naeem, I man. love the man. for him, him his family, him. Yeah. his daughters.
0: I, there's nothing. Listen, yeah. I will take bullets. And I will, man, I love him. Yeah. I've never had a romantic interaction with this man. Right. But because... So I have the capacity mm-hmm. to be integral with someone mm-hmm. without the sexual, and we can be integral with white people and have loving, honest, sacrificial relationships with them and not have romance and sex be a part of it.
1: So let me ask you this. Um, at this point where, where white people are in 2018, the level of power, that the political power that they have, the level of capital, and resources that they have, um, the control that they have over markets, governments, institutions galore. Um, The subtraction of, if we subtracted sex between white and non-white people out of that in 2018, Mm -hmm. do white people still have what it takes to survive without that? Meaning, given all that they have, if we decided no more sex with y'all, what what could they just be like, okay, peace. Or or do you think it would be because of that, the it's three that like yes. that sexual dynamic, they're that dependent on that. First of all, the three they, reasons. With all of their money check this out. Yes. I'm gonna let you know. The three reasons
0: why they do it. Mm-hmm. First one is fun, mm-hmm. glory, and material gain. Okay. The fun and glory of it. Would be astronomically damaged if black folk were not to engage in sexual activity you with know them. I mean,
1: they, could, they couldn't just find another way to have fun. <laughs> I'm letting you know that <laughs> it would be They're creating <laughs> sex robots. You I, know I, what I mean? I, I they, do. They I they understand that. I understand that. they, I they understand. probably get like for real mad Yakubian and like seriously, like a whole y- no y- no 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 new race. They'd a whole new race. They'd a whole Just to have like, look, hey, black people ain't giving us no you know the ads no more let's just create a new race <laughs> just for I, sexual I put, exploitation th- what did you yeah. I, i'm gonna
0: let you know what did you mm-hmm. think they're doing with with some of the neat like the, they created the Negro like they like we were on the slave ship yeah, they and they were the having Negro. sex with us and producing children right. to where now if we did the DNA test you're going to have some type of European of course. they did that already like they right. done
1: that already right. you see what I'm saying? right and so here we are some 400, 450 years yeah. ago and I, I guess I'm saying I guess I'm saying like so the theory that you're holding I, I feel like it very well could have had some some power at some point in history before there was a mass amalgamation.
0: In of, refinement, in the stage you know, of refinement, some we're of like the biggest refinement. issues. <laughs> were post refinement, we like it's being refined, but yeah. part of that refinement, mm-hmm. right, is that it. What is being seen that is extremely detrimental is normal. The normalcy. Mm-hmm. See, so the question I asked you mm-hmm. is it appropriate? I don't see no issue or no problem. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's
1: completely appropriate. There. You won't say completely, it, but yeah.
0: I don't see no issues or problem. There's no issues with it.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: It is So if that piece and why, why is it sex? Because tell me one interaction that is higher other than death, right? Killing, right? Mm-hmm. That human interaction is on the wave. That's on that wave. The sex is on that wave. There's nothing that's equal into that. There's nothing that's on that wave of that interaction. And so I'm going straight to the point. What we're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. One thing that I always express now, as part of it, anything created by man can be deconstructed. There's mm-hmm. nothing that man has created that is not, that is not cannot be deconstructed.
2: Right. Yeah. Even
0: the greatest buildings that are higher than the pyramid itself. Right. But we know how to bring that building down at free fall speed. Right. That's in less than 10 seconds. No matter how big it is right why because we know exactly where it's built that we know where the weak points are mm-hmm. we know where to put everything mm-hmm. and because we know how it was designed yeah. because we do we know how to de- the same thing with the system of white supremacy but the problem is we don't know where the weak points are we don't know how it was really designed you mm-hmm. ask well, when did white supremacy start ah, it's been here since human beings it's been here since the beginning of time African proverb that which has a beginning has an end Right. But what's the rest of it? That which has no beginning has no what? Has no end. Okay. So Mm -hmm. these ancients, and I was an Egyptian one, these Mm -hmm. ancients understood there are things that have a beginning that will have an end. But there are some things that has no beginning because it has no end. What has happened, because Mm -hmm. white people are the ones that are teaching us about racism, Mm -hmm. they have put it into a situation to where it has no beginning. So and we don't realize that we get caught up in like, yeah, I guess he's been here. We really don't know because if I'm saying he's been here since, ever since humans been here, mm-hmm. well, then I ask you, well, when did humans start? And you're like, well, we know we don't really have a. So now racism is in a space to where you can, it has no beginning. So you're really telling me that racism, what? Has no end. And what we see when we walk out this building is supposed to be there. That is the other piece. We you think that we were naturally on this line of human existence that would create white supremacy. We think that we were inevitably going to come to a situation to people who were going to call themselves white was going to mistreat and subjugate everyone who is not. We really think that this is the natural order. And I'm not trying to harp on spiritual and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, because we also associate it with well, this is God's plan. Man, God has something bigger. You know what, God, God got something else going on for us. Yeah. Man, let me tell you something. The only God I know is the one that this white man has told me. And every time that this white motherfucker has prayed, all his shit has been getting answered. So I'm not saying God don't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the one that these white motherfuckers have been fucking with has been handling business for years. Mm-hmm. I don't know no other one. Who, I don't know no other God for anybody else who's been doing what the one that has been doing for these white people. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying they are not out there. Right. But let's be real. I ain't never seen one, and mm-hmm. he's still popping, and he's still getting shit done for them, and mm-hmm. these motherfuckers are still praying for them. Mm-hmm. He'll have his. his bishops and his fucking cardinals raping children. Hundreds of thousands of them. Thousands of children for years. They turn around. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on, man.
1: Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) That's a strong point. Closing. Yeah. Okay. Closing. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you, uh, what do you think or some solutions or small things that you can do individually or collectively, what do you think to kind of help foster the elimination of white supremacy and creating a system of justice to replace it?
1: Yeah. Just, and I love that your son's name is Justice, yo. I love that. Yeah, it's the million dollar question.
0: Why did you name your son, why did you name your son Justice? And you
1: had that mine name? came up with that. Oh, word. mine <laughs> came up with that. We we were, you know, we were thinking of a lot of names and she came up with it and I was just like, this is it, you know. I, I was in agreement, you know, and I I thought, um you know, what better, I guess, aspirational value to even place in a name, you know, than that, so. My next
0: child I have, I'm going
1: to name him Justice. That's what's up. I'm down with it.
0: Like, okay. I'm so down with
1: it. Okay. Like, Justice. <laughs> You're gonna That's go make a baby tonight.
0: Man, you know, brother, they know, brother Austin. I got, I tell a girl, you kiss me hard enough, you get pregnant now.
1: <laughs> Word, yeah. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when we talk about like solutions to yes, dismantling white supremacy, yeah, um, we we're, we're talking about nicking away at an iceberg, you know, mm. um, and that—and that's not even the scale, for real, it's, you know, I, it's tough because I don't want to sit here and be like, there is no way to dismantle white supremacy, right? Um, but I think um, white supremacy has been exercised and re-exercised and refined, as you said, mm. You know long enough that it can be really um, you know it can be really difficult to think about complete elimination without without thinking about some kind of you know um, like complete armageddon kind of you know situation you know what I mean like 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 for real revolution straight like reset. You know what I mean? Media, that's the white the man's way. Thing, the
0: white revolution, you know? Armageddon, and death and destruction. That's that's the white man's way.
1: It very well may be. Yeah. What is the black man's way? What is the non-white way to do it? Is it to not have sex?
0: No, it's the win-win. The the, the black man's way the, uh, the African way is the win-win. Mm-hmm. To where that a solution where all people win. Mm-hmm. Is, it is 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 not easy.
1: So what is that? Though?
0: I think a solution to where a win-win. Is a combination and a practice mm-hmm. on an individual level, but collectively being done mm-hmm. that represents justice itself. Where you know justice, and that's the name of your son, yeah. you know there's no legal definition for justice? Mm. I
1: never thought of that. No.
0: There's no meaning or legal definition for justice. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Not even in Black's Law Dictionary, none no, in no dictionary. If okay. you look the dictionary, say to be just, and we all know a word or the root word within the definition of the actual word what cancels it out. You're a journalist, you know. Okay. If I say if I say what's the definition of grass? Grass is grass that's on the front lawn. <laughs> you can't use right. So justice justice means to be just. <laughs> okay.
1: Right. What you, right. What are you saying? Exactly.
0: So there's no legal legal definition of justice. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we have to define. Right. At, uh, properly That is part of the magic of words Especially with the English language Because the English language was created by a bunch of sorcerers In Europe anyway
2: mm.
0: Because your ability to Define a word allows That word to be manifested in the Physical reality Right. If you have a word that is not properly defined Or does not have a definition yeah. It will never manifest And materialize yeah. in the physical realm Right. It is not a coincidence Nor is it I- ironic that the actual word that will dismantle the system of white supremacy does not have a legal or <laughs> real definition. Hmm. That is not by accident.
1: Right. So as so people, we, we have we project- to
0: define We have to define that word. and sometimes in most cases, we have to define it for ourselves.
1: Right.
0: You know? right yeah. oh, the, the vastness you were talking about, mm-hmm. I'll give this a closing. Uh, In Japan, during the feudal times, they used to hire uh, samurai. That was the name. You know, they would hire. So Mm -hmm. Daniels or uh, it would be like warlords. You know, they could hire a very good samurai. You know, one of the greatest samurai at that time um, was courted or wanted to be or the richest wanted one of the greatest. I mean, he was bad. Mm-hmm. So he went up to him, he he paid him all this money. I want you to be my samurai, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so everyone was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." And he was like, "All right, he paid the money. He was the baddest of them all." Yeah. So one day he, you know, wanted to show off like I got the illest samurai in my crew. Uh-huh. So he sends away for him and he's like, "Nah, I, I'm doing something right now. Yeah. I can't come and entertain you and show that you got the, you know, you got me working for you type thing." Yeah. So he got offended. I was like, I paid, I told, you know, people want to see that you really like with me. Yeah. He got so offended and so bothered. Other people were laughing like, yo, he is the baddest samurai. I mean, you can't really send anyone to kill him because he's that bad type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he got enraged and he hired 1,000 samurais, right? Mm-hmm. And word had got to that great samurai that the daimyo felt disrespected and that he had just hired a thousand samurais and he's sending a thousand samurais to kill him,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right? And it was a a long enough time and distance that everyone in that part of Japan knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. The day of the battle, there's a bridge that that would take them to where they were fight, where they were, right? Mm -hmm. And he's walking towards to the battlefield by himself. And as he's walking, a child who knows what's going on says, man, those are a thousand samurai. Mm-hmm. How are you, what are you going to do? How are you going to be victorious? Are you going to be victorious? Mm-hmm. He says, well, but of course I am going to be victorious. And it's like, well, how are you going to fight them? They're so big. Mm-hmm. How are you going to fight so many? He said, of course, I'm going to fight them one at a time. The lesson is to teach the person about that story is to, to learn that no matter how big or how vast a situation or problem is that you have to face mm. or that you have to solve, that if you break it down to one piece at a time, you will accomplish that and overcome it. Yeah. As vast as it is, there's one piece that we can work on and the one piece at a time that will ultimately reach as big and as vast as we express this system is. And right. since we know that it was a man that created it, it is susceptible, it has flaws, it has chinks. it's not perfect, it has loopholes. When you see Oprah and you see LeBron, right. they're not overcoming racism, white supremacy, right. they're exploding the flaws and the loopholes. Right. You see what I'm saying right. they're, 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 it's not perfect yeah. you're going to have some people think figure, you know it's, what I'm saying
1: it's it's incremental yes. progress um, yes and we can we can say that we've been making incremental progress hmm. on a certain level okay you know. I'll take that yeah I'll take that I'm you know I'll take that incremental There's no cure for cancer, right? There's no cure for AIDS. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Okay. There's a cure out there, maybe. Right. But it ain't on the market. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> so, you know, that's what, you know, uh-huh. the people right here at Pitt are doing, right? They're breaking down the, the, the genome and the DNA. You know, they, they're trying to find the piece that mm-hmm. will lead to the next piece. But. Right. And in the meanwhile, as they do that, cancer metastasizes. True you indeed. Know? AIDS if it's not contained spreads, right? Right. right. It becomes harder to contain. You know, hard, to the yeah. point where it becomes, you know, death becomes you. And um, mm. so, you know, incremental progress is uh, I, I you know
0: That's why I asked, are we know, on the path?
1: That's why I asked I remember I initially asked, yeah. are we on the path well, to some elimination? We're, we're, on, we're on the we're on the on the on the path. Um, you but, we, know, but we not on. We 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 don't got a jet. Sk- we, we we ain't riding a Lambo on it. You know, it's not stasis. You know, you know. Like Ooh. if it was if it was a stasis situation, okay. like We knew that white supremacy was just this one tumor, and that tumor was not going to grow, right? It's going. We know where it is in the body, and all we got to do is a surgical extraction to take it out, and then, boom, <laughs> it's gone. That's one thing, but. Get stage My see it's not stasis. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's a, something that is, it's shape shifting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's indeed. like it's, it shape shifts. You're right. Yeah, it, it expands. Right. It large, get you know, you get it, it in tracks. one, you get it out of one organ, and next thing you know, you know, find out that it was it was lurking in this other organ. And not only was it lurking in that organ, it was it been in that other organ for like the last two years, but since it wasn't detected because it wasn't showing symptoms. You was just living with it. Damn. So by the time you get to that, I mean, you so, saw. Mm. so this is, you know, we, you know, we're, we can say that we're making incremental progress, but we kind of have to talk about it in the context of what white supremacy is, which is not this stasis, this static thing that's, that, <laughs> you know, that's easily extractable. It's this thing that's constantly in movement. Mm. So.
0: Mm. Yeah. Single, obsolete, and dangerous. The dangerous part is not the people. The dangerous part is the conversation. What's the single part? <laughs> the single represents the single yeah. repula- represents singularity. Okay. Uh, uniqueness. Okay. Individual. In the system of white supremacy, the non-white person, particularly black, is a singularity. Mm-hmm. No one is experiencing what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. No one has experienced what we've experienced. Right. And no one is going to have to go through what we need to go through. The single that's, represents the singularity.
1: What's the obsolete? The obsolete.
0: What does the word obsolete means?
1: It means that no longer operational, no longer in vogue, no longer. Yeah. Okay. And the danger. That's,
0: that's what. That's what. Black folk, we, were, we are obsolete, brother. We are obsolete in the system of white supremacy.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah. And no, for real. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. we're dangerous.
1: Yeah.
0: The conversation is dangerous. Right. Right. The dangerous The real conversation. You know, I, I, I want, I want uh, and, it, and it is, the, mm. the podcast, become a platform for everyone, mm. white and non-white, to the point to where, if you really want to have a real conversation about white supremacy, mm-hmm. racism, right? Even if you're white or you're not white, even if you think that this is the place that you come, this is the place that you go, mm-hmm. you have to sit and go through the SOD gauntlet and okay. go through the questions and work those questions out and, and figure it out to see what is going on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's what I want. That's what I want the podcast for. That's what I'm. Trying to develop for it to be, okay. and it's going to be like that. There's going to be a point where we're like, yo, if you ain't sit with brother, you ain't sit with Austin yet.
1: <laughs>
0: stop that, t- all that talking.
1: If you haven't sat with him, then you know what I'm saying. I can see it. I can see it. You think so? Yeah. These are the right. These are these are the right questions to ask. You yeah. think? What you think about those questions? Could, did it make? Think, did it make sense? Is, I think this is. We we talk about dismantling a white supremacy in very specific kinds of ways. And quite frankly, not always even in new and innovative ways, right? We're like we're still kind of talking about mm-hmm. doing the same thing that like people decades before us were talking. We, we, policy, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, laws, right. uh, legal ramifications, social yeah. right you know, this is the first time that I've had a serious conversation about, you know, sex as a way of dismantling white supremacy mm-hmm. and I, I mean I think that is a actually a very innovative way of thinking about this I wanted that it's, it's, it's uh, great and to think about pre- what, a, what a future looks like a, a sexless interracial future that's
0: only for a moment though because it's, uh, it's only as Democratic long as it deficit, takes you
1: know
0: what I mean? yeah <laughs> no, but only for a moment for as long as it gets dismantled as long as it takes yeah, yeah that's it Yeah, that's all. Yeah, because then there's this was gonna happen. We do know that we can't have sex, but we're gonna have, you know, get married and have children Mm -hmm. and and really be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that to happen. But if you don't plan on doing that, right, if you're trying to be if you're just, you know, a white girl at college trying to have like, you know, I did my Black penis thing, like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not, or, you know, I, I like black prostitutes, or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, there was a study that was shown, like, porn hub, but put out and showed how uh, much the categories of black sex is, and then they said, like, white, they know people who are white with their profiles and stuff. Yeah. Like, 85% mm-hmm. of the categories that these white people in pornography in this porn site go to mm-hmm. are the yeah. black, are the black, uh, yeah it's totally buddy. part of this. yeah yeah so it's so it's very integral so I'm not just saying it's just a, it's Yeah. but how do you say it and have a constructive we weren't bashing we weren't you see what I'm saying No, this was a very constructive right. Right. It and to have right. Right, it and to be able to articulate and express right in a very constructive manner yeah and that's what the podcast is about that's what I want
1: that's what's up that could be a part of it appreciate you brother yeah Glad I married a black woman. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Won't be no white sex going on here.